The Mavs lose again on the second night of a back-to-back -back in Charlotte. Luca point blank, just needed help. We're going to talk about the game, what went wrong for the Mavericks offensively, what went wrong defensively, but arguably more important, how did this game impact the standings with Minnesota coming to town on Monday? Coming up next on Locked On Mavericks. and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Ooh, welcome to Lockdown Mavs. This is one of your co-hosts, Isaac Harris, contributor at Mavs.com. And I'm riding solo tonight. Nick will be back tomorrow. We'll be back rolling like normal for your Monday pod. But uh yeah, man. I didn't even I didn't even stay for the post-game presser uh to hear what Kid and the guys had to stay say after uh the Hornets game, just because I think I, I could probably guess what they're what they're gonna say after a game like that. Um yeah, man. I mean, we're I'll break down the game. Uh I'm I took notes all throughout the game, you know, the, the second quarter, you know, run there that Dallas went on. It's like, all right, this is the team they are. And they get down by a lot that they're going to come back. And then this is the onslaught that happened in the third quarter and the fourth. Talk about that. Then towards the end of the pod, we'll talk about the standings because, um, yeah, we're getting a little little worried zone here. If we did the little panic meter on uh, how you felt uh, right now in the standings with uh, the Timberwolves coming to town, I would guess that some of you guys are a little worried right now. Am I worried? Never, never worried. Just like I was never worried in that Carolina Baylor game. Wow, what an officiating nightmare. But uh, first off, let's zoom out for a second. So last Wednesday night, the Mavericks play the Knicks at home. It's brutal. It's just like, hey, this this game sucks. And it sucked because it was the last you know game on the homestand there. And they took off on the road. And we sat there and like, hey, they're going to go on this five-game road trip, starting off in Houston. Then they're going to go to Boston and Brooklyn, Philly, Charlotte on the, you know, on the second night of the back-to-back. -back. You're like, what kind of record will they have after, after these five games? Because you look at it and you're like, all right, they should beat Houston. No disrespect. I should say no disrespect, but I don't care. Let's disrespect them uh, in Houston. They suck. So, like, hey, you should beat Houston. You know, Charlotte's a frisky team. It's like, I don't know what to say about what, what that game's going to be, especially on the second half of a back-to-back. But those three big games there, Boston, Brooklyn, Philly, and then the Charlotte game, it's like, hey, these are these are four playoff teams. I mean, I guess Brooklyn's going to make the playoffs. I don't know. But if you look at it and say, all right, what's going to happen for the Mavs over the stretch? We, You know, I sat there last weekend and was like, hey, is this going to define the Mavs ceiling for the season depending on what happens over the road trip? And they go three and two, right? They they win the Houston game. Then they go into Boston. Boston, the hottest team in the league at the time. Jason Tatum, MVP ladder talk there. And they won that game. They go into Brooklyn. They win that game on the Spencer Dinwiddie actual game winner. He had the you know game-winning shot against Boston, too. Obviously, they go into Philly after that. They win the first three games of that road trip. And then these both of these games, Friday night, Saturday, they lose in Philly. They lose in Charlotte. 
So I guess my question to you guys, and maybe if you're watching in the you know on our YouTube channel right now, is like, what what do you think? How did this road trip change your mind about the Mavs? It what did you learn about this Mavericks team? Because I look at this and I say, all right, well they had Dinwiddie in Boston, they had Dinwiddie in Brooklyn, but you know they missed they've missed Reggie Bullock over these past handful of games, and it's like you look at the Charlotte game today and you want to fall victim to the well, Luca has zero help, right? Like, I, and I get, I think that's what a lot of people are saying right now. I mean, I tweeted out in the third quarter, Luca Doncic had 21 points in the third quarter tonight. The only other players to score was Maxi and Dwight, and one of them had five points, the other had two points. So that just can't happen in a in an NBA quarter to where your surrounding cast only has seven points outside of your 21 points in a quarter. It just can't happen. Luca needed the help tonight. But Luka was sitting on the bench tonight in street clothes. Spencer Dinwiddie, who they replaced Kristaps Porzingis with, and you're like, hey, this is going to be our next score. Now I'm, I will venture to say he is the second best scorer on the team above Jalen Brunson. He's out, out of the lineup tonight. It was a rest thing. You know, still coming off recovering from the ACL. The same kind of, you know, the whole plan that Washington had him on. We haven't seen, you know, what this plan is this year for the for the Mavericks since he came over. But he set out on the second night of a back-to-back. Tim Hardaway, still out. I mean, do your math right there. That's around $40 million in, in cap space, right? Or in, of your cap, sitting on the bench in street clothes. Then Reggie Bullock on top of that. So you have $50 million of your cap on the bench in street clothes. And Reggie, a good defender, but he also knocks down a lot of threes. And you're like, all right, we're going to be, we're already going into the shorthanded. And a little bit, you know, especially offensively, you're asking a lot out of Jalen Brunson tonight. Now, imagine if Luka didn't have it going tonight. I mean, this game would would have been over in the second quarter. But I just I, for us to zoom out just a little bit, they did they were missing a lot of their offensive punch tonight that was sitting on the bench. And I think it shows even a bigger emphasis of what Spencer Dinwiddie means to this team because every time Luka came out of the game, or you know when Luka wasn't going supernova tonight, I'm like, dang it, man, we missed Dinwiddie so bad. Does that say something about Brunson? Because this is a type of game to I want Brunson to really step up. Like we can't have Jalen Brunson having 10 points in this game, but that's what happened. And, you know, Frank Nilakina had 12 points in this game. The Hornets had six players on their roster who scored more points than the second leading scorer for the Mavericks did tonight. And he's like, that's just not a winning recipe. But also, to keep on the whole road trip, the, this last game on the road trip, this game felt like something to me. I was watching it. I was watching how the Mavericks were playing. You thought I was about to get up. I was like, I'm just done with this pod. Um, but have you guys ever went to like a summer camp over the summer? Or, you know, it's like a week-long trip. Or maybe it's a vacation. And you're so excited to go. And you got everything ready. You got the car packed. Or you're flying somewhere. It's like, man, this is so exciting. I'm going somewhere new. I'm going to take a break from work. And you go on this big trip and you're going, and let's just say you're, you know, it's a 10 day trip. Well, you know, what's a lot of times it's happening on day, like nine, the day before you're going to go back home. At least for me, in my experience is day nine. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back home. And I, I don't plan anything big on those days because I'm kind of over it at that point. I'm kind I'm sluggish. I'm tired from traveling. I'm like, Hey, I just want to be in my own bed. Let's do this thing. I'm kind of out. That's the feeling I felt with the Mavericks tonight. I mean, you look across the board as far as, I mean, this is the last game on their big road trip and a second night of a back-to-back. -back. 
and you look at it and say, all right, look at fast break points tonight. Charlotte had 20 compared to Dallas's nine. They had more bench points tonight. Charlotte did. You look at turnovers. Dallas had 15 compared to Charlotte's nine. You look at personal fouls. Dallas had 26 fouls called against him compared to 18 for Charlotte. You look at you know assist in this game. Charlotte had 33 compared to 18 for Dallas. Like every facet of the game today, Charlotte just dominated that. And it's just, I mean, it felt like in the first quarter. I mean, it it was in the first first quarter because they went down by 16, and that first you know that those first what six minutes of the game happened, and you're like, all right. Well, some of you are saying it's going to be one of those nights again. Some of us are saying. Hmm. This is what Dallas does, right? They're going to come back. Like, this is kind of what they're hanging their hats on now. And they did for, for a brief moment. But so, yeah, this game, it kind of it kind of went up, down, up, down. Your emotions felt, you know, you they go down by 16 there in the first quarter. They have the run the second quarter. Then we'll talk about the third. And it was just, and then bam, once LaMelo went on his run. And I mean, what if, I do want to say this. What a fun Charlotte Hornets team. Like this, this was my league pass team going into the season. They just, if I was a Hornets fan, I'm so excited because you don't really have big expectations. You just have this fun team to root for. Like they're not going to be in the finals probably this year or next year, or maybe even the year after that, but it's such a fun young team. And when they get hitting, man, they're a lot of fun. I mean, they're the second leading or scoring team in the league. Don't look up who number one is. Uh, because we might be seeing them soon and they might be coming up in the standings. But let's take a quick break and then we'll talk a little bit more about this game and then we'll actually talk about the standings because you know what? Let's just uh, let's all worry together. This pod is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, March Madness. And boy, was that Baylor UNC game mad. Wow. That w- I, I think it took weeks off my life. I, I can't confirm that or not, but college basketball's biggest tournament is finally upon us. If you had Tennessee in the Final Four like me, then uh, you're kind of screwed right now. But you know what? Could help me if I go to betonline.net. From all your latest odds, contests, player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today for your, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Let's talk real quick about Built Bar. Built Bar, baby. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on, on Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. What a word. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. 100%, not 98%, 100% real chocolate. Um, all built bars are covered in hundred percent real chocolate. Hey, did I read the same line again? Maybe caught you. Now you're listening. Now you're listening to this ad read. It's low calories, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. And you know what most built bars are? 130 calories. What a difference. What a difference. So go to built.com. Use the promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 and 15% off at built.com. All right, about this game. So Hornets start off the game seven for seven from the field. You know, like, seriously, this uh, this sucks. Luca uh, gets going against um, Montrez Harrell. That was a lot of fun because we all remember the Clippers uh, days. What about a Marquise Chris block on Kelly Oubre's dunk? 
I thought for a game that they got blown out in, trying to find some positives because that's just what I always like to do. Um, yeah, what a block. Like, that's an insane block. One, he went for it, but then he actually blocked a, a dunk off the backboard. Um, they go down by 16 points in the first quarter, and that's when we're having those thoughts that were mentioned a little bit ago. Hornets in the quarter, 35-24, and then the second quarter, what a run by Dallas, a 19-4 to run by Dallas. It's like, wow, what a run. And I mean, Luca, I, I want to end this pod kind of talking about Luca Supernova, Luca Magic here, but, you know, what Luca did in this game, hitting the threes, I mean, let's just look at a stat line because his three-point percentage is definitely going to be going up after this game. Luca, 13 of 20 in this game, 8 of 12 from three, eight threes in this game uh, for Luca. He had 37 points. It's crazy that it is. He was a minus. <laughs> Luca had 37. He was a minus 30 because um, the rest of the squad just couldn't couldn't keep it up uh, for Luca in this. But, you know, they go on that 19 to 4 run. They erase the deficit, but then the Hornets close the half on 11-0 run, and they go into halftime, you know, up by nine. But then it, this was the roller coaster ride. They get into the third. Luca's doing his thing. Like there's nobody could do anything to Luca. There was a moment he hit the step back, like his step back, that you know, on the left wing there, on Miles Bridges like grill, and Miles Bridges just like puts his head down. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm out. I, I can't do anything against Luca. They cut it 74 to 72 in the third. And you're like, all right, here we go. It's a two-point game, mid-third quarter. And then that was the last moment on the face of earth uh, during this game that you're like, man, they have a shot. Because LaMelo honestly took over for a stretch. And you're like, dang, that guy's fun. Because, I mean, he is. He's, he's fun. But they had no answer for it. He just went on his own run. They went it by 11. The Hornets hit seven threes in the third. They scored 41 points in the third quarter. I mean, that's just where they ended it because they ended the third up by 22 points, 102 to 80. And you're like, all right, it's like a 40 to 10 run. And I mean, this, and that was it. Like the Mavericks, you know, emptied their bench in the fourth. Frank Nelikina was your second highest leading scorer for the Mavericks, uh, 12 points in this game. That tells you as much as you want. Uh, Trey Burke, safe to say, breaking news here, struggled. In this game so uh two of 11 one of five he had some turnovers um yeah it just wasn't his best game at all safe to say that uh marquis chris 16 minutes somebody tweeted at me and was like hey we're 0 and two since marquis chris came back i'm just gonna be real that's not um that's not the reason they're 0 and two um just being honest there <sighs> dorian missed four threes tonight maxi at least hit another three uh dwight struggled uh, a bit tonight, but man, I, I mean, I hate to like go back to this, but I need more from Jalen Brunson. He played 22 minutes in this game. He's three of eight from the field. Um, he didn't hit a three. He had 10 points. I just need more. I I need more because those expectations have went further now of, you know, the reports and everything about what this number could be in the off season. If we're going to commit that money to him to be a, 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 a partner next to Luca, then it's these type of games that we have to have more than 10 points, especially when Denwoody's out, especially Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway still out of this game. Like we need Jalen Brunson to step up. If he's going to get 18 to 20 million this off season, that's why we have to have more than 10 points from him tonight. And um, Luca just didn't, he, you know, Luca was on his game, but there was just nobody else that could get to that level tonight. And that's just, that's just part of it, right? It was kind of flip-flopped the night before in Philly. Luca had a horrible game, and it was Brunson saying post-game, hey, 
Luca's Luca, you know, can have some of these games. That's not okay, but he, I forgot how he worded paraphrasing there. It's like we he can't have a perfect game all the time. But bam, he comes back. It was that Bobby Corrales tweet that I mentioned on yesterday's pod that hey, you know, three times this season he shot under 25% from the field or under 30% from the field. He's came back those, you know, t- two out of those other three times to score 40 points. Today he didn't hit 40. He got close. He had 37. He just didn't get the help in today's game. So let's look at the standings. They lose this game, obviously. And um, yes, the Mavericks are now one and a half games up on the Minnesota Timberwolves. I honestly didn't think. So if we go back to our preseason standings predictions on this pod, I had two teams that were kind of like my surprising teams that I thought would be in the top 10, or at least in the play-in possibly making the playoffs coming out of the play-in. It was the Sacramento Kings. Ha ha. Let's laugh about that one together. But I also had the Minnesota Timberwolves because I did think they would have a season like they're having. I thought at some point they might fall off a little bit towards the end and they just haven't. I mean, what a run that Minnesota has been on. They're nine and one over their past 10 games and just a game and a half, you know, back from Dallas Denver's obviously uh, the cream of the Oreo there in between them at just a game back from Dallas. But, what a stretch that's coming up. Dallas gets Minnesota's coming to town, which one of the best offense, if not the best offense in the league right now on Monday night. They get you know Houston there on Wednesday night, Friday night, Minnesota again. So they get Minnesota twice this week. Talking about some massive, massive games. And then next Sunday, you know, a week from today, they're playing Utah again at home. So this is... I mean, what a four-game stretch here. We talked about last week. It was a big stretch of you know, road games that could show us maybe the ceiling. Now this week could be the stretch that shows us their seating. And it's like, haha, I felt like I was just doing like a sermon point at that point. Um, but that, I mean, this honestly could determine so much because if they fall back and they fall back to the seventh seed, then they're in the freaking play-in. And you know what I don't want to be in is the play-in. That's like, hello, darkness, my old friend is the what I'll be singing if they fall to the play-in tournament and then they're facing the Clippers <laughs> or even the Lakers. I, I just don't want to see either one of those teams in like a one-game showdown type of thing. I don't want to have anything to do with that. They have to stay in the top six, and that's where we're at. A little, little worrisome, but they were missing players today, and I think that's so important. We can't just fall into the trap of Luka has no help on this team. Well, a lot of his help on this roster, a lot of the scoring help on this roster was in street clothes today in Reggie Bullock, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Tim Hardaway Jr. And I would guess now that Reggie Bullock has rejoined the team and you know they weren't comfortable throwing him out there because he hadn't had a practice yet, I would guess Reggie is back on Monday night. I would guess Spencer Dinwiddie is back on Monday night. I want to hold back of having some really big judgments on this team. If they go, they lose, you know, three out of the next four with Reggie and with Spencer Dinwiddie, two guys that are going to play very heavy minutes, be starters, you know, sometimes starters in, in a playoff series, then, then I will have some big-time worries of, hey, what's going on with this team? But hold it back. Let's not freak out too much. Let, we can freak out about the standings, but let's hold out on freaking out on this roster until they lose, you know, a lot of games with Dinwiddie and Reggie Bullock. Guys, that's all I have for today's pod. It was a bummer. These last two games have been uh, a bummer seeing uh, them lose after winning those three games in a row. Nick and myself will be back 
tonight, tomorrow, whenever you listen to this pod, Sunday night, we'll record it on Sunday night, heading into a new week. Guys, uh, enjoy your Sunday afternoon. Watch some college basketball if you're into that. Watch some draft prospects. Man, we'll have some we'll have some draft talk coming up because uh, the Mavs draft pick. Let's go. That'll be a lot of fun that we can get back into player profiles and all of that. Have a fun Sunday. We'll be back tonight. Nick, myself, Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.